0: Hello, everyone. This is Pastor John here at Liberty Church of Cosby, and it is Thursday, March nineteenth, 2020. Well, yesterday I thought I had my mind wrapped around all the changes that we are going through in our culture and in our lifestyles. I felt like I had come down through the bottom of the staircase and stepped onto the floor, but there's more lockdowns. You hear more stuff. Uh, You hear a variety of things and you realize that there's more stairs that you can go down. I'm already tired of these new phrases, they're already worn out, phrases like social distancing and flattening curves and lockdowns and shelter in place and the threats of of other things to worry about. And so you're processing all the time. And I think this can create stress on people. I don't know if it has for you, some people, Uh, handle all changes very well. Uh, Others uh, have to process them and feel a lot of personal stress. And you also feel it affect uh, your sleep if you're thinking about things and worrying about things. I think that one of the natural responses is, for many, fear. Uh, Some of the younger folks feel kind of an excitement. Uh, Things change, it seems like an adventure. Those that are older may be more worried But I wanted to share with you what Ed Welch mentions in his book, Running Scared, Fear, Worry, and the God of Rest. He writes, Quick, what is by far God's most frequent command? The usual suspects include do not commit adultery, have no other gods before me, and love one another. The next group includes whatever commands you know you have violated, in which case they only feel as if they appear on every page of scripture. The actual answer is, do not be afraid. And then he goes on to give a sampling of over 300 occurrences where we are told not to be afraid. One of the first ones is when the Lord came to Abram in a vision, he said, do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. And then when he spoke to Hagar, when she had been cast out and was without resources, And her son was crying in the wilderness. God heard the boy crying, and the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What is the matter, Hagar? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. And then there are the words of Jesus Take courage. It is I, he said to his disciples, do not be afraid. And then after the resurrection, when he appeared to them, uh, which would be kind of scary, possibly, he said, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. And then the classic passage, John 14, this is before his suffering and death. He said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Mm-hmm. There are just some simple things that have to underline our fight against fear. Of course, number one, you have to believe that God is real. Uh, We have good reasons to believe that. I believe that he is real. I could could never not believe that God exists. Uh, There are too many intellectual, emotional reasons for that. But then the second one may be a little harder to believe, and that is that his intentions are always good. God has never had a bad intention. Now, we live in a world where it seems like we could question that, but if we see the cross as God's full expression of his intentions, the cross is where good and evil meet and evil loses. And we also see a God who is willing to enter in to the worst pain, the worst suffering, the worst confusion, the worst feeling of being trapped, What worse feeling of being trapped could you have than being nailed to a cross? The worst feeling of despair and the worst feeling of giving in. We know that God has entered into this because of the gospel and also resurrection is our hope for eternal good and experiencing the realm of eternal good in the absence, the complete absence of evil. And these are things that uh, have to ground us as we go through changes, and worries, and fears. I also wanted to give you a couple of reminders that I've been thinking about. First of all, it's okay to take care of your body. Sometimes you can feel fear as a bodily response. There, there are flight responses, there are fight responses, there are fear, I mean freeze responses. Fear can reside in the body as well as in the mind and heart. So take care of your body. The mind and body work together and get your sleep. It's okay to sleep. It's okay to take your vitamins. I think you should. You need to exercise, eat, drink water. You want to be strong physically so that you can can take care of the people around you. I received a text from Joyce uh, today, uh, this morning. This came from Joyce who moved away from us several months ago. Uh, I said, Joyce, I hope you're well. We're praying for you today. And she responded, Hello Pastor John, good to hear from you. I am doing well, it is a time of uncertainty. Our certainty is knowing without a doubt the one who sees all things, knows exactly what is going on and he is still on the throne. Thank you for your praying and my prayers and much love to everyone. We wanna pray for two of our families that are traveling, both of them to unexpected funerals, one in the state of Georgia and one in the state of Michigan. And traveling at this time has got its own unique challenges. and So just pray for those folks. we got people beginning radiation therapies and chemotherapies and traveling to doctors and people coming home from hospitals. Uh, there's a lot going on with our church folks. So we just want to be in prayer for them, praying for one another. Let me finish up with Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. The God of Jacob is our fortress, and we say, Amen.